Well, welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast brought to you by Bass Pro and Cabela's. And today I'm sitting with Brett Voorhees, and he is the president of Taurus, which also kind of enfolds Rossi as well as Heritage, right. correct? Right. So Taurus USA, Taurus Holdings is all three companies combined. You know, what's pretty cool is he's got a pretty awesome job, uh, but I want to talk a little bit. I want to start out with your background sure. Um, because I think this is really cool. To me, people that are into the sport, those are the people that need to be presidents and vice yeah. presidents and, and running companies. Right. And you've had a pretty a pretty cool career in the outdoor sports or outdoor shooting industry. So let's talk a little bit about where you started. Sure. And you and me in the truck, I got to share this right off the bat. <laughs> When, when Brett came out here, we we're actually out here on an antelope hunt. But, of course, the first day, we shot a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, we did. We did. We had a lot of fun out there. <laughs> and we'll talk about some of the guns he brought out. But we had an absolute blast shooting targets, plinking around. Today, later, we're going to shoot prairie dogs. But Brett, even though he's the president of Taurus, that's one of the things I like about you, is he came out on a bow hunt. Yeah. Uh, you're an outdoorsman. Yeah. I like to hunt all sorts of game with all sorts of weapons. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just something I've been doing for well, at least my adult life and, you know, started in high school or whatever, got into hunting pretty big. Um, but you know, that passion is what's led me to be in this industry ultimately. And we'll talk about a little bit about that. I'll tell you some stories and, and whatnot, but, um, you know, ultimately I, I believe in being passionate about the product and about the, the in overall industry that we're in. And so, uh, that's really what's been driving me, uh, throughout my career. And, and I've had a lot of, um, good fortune. I've been blessed, but, uh, to be where I'm at, but you know, ultimately the reason I'm here is because I love it. So yeah, on a bow hunt, and you shot and uh, made a great shot on a beautiful antelope the other yeah. day, which was really cool. And yep. he's here with a couple other great guys from the industry. But we've gone, we had six guys in camp, and right now we're five out of six. Yeah, and a hundred percent, six out of six on shots at at buck. So I'm I'm tickled. It's been an awesome week, but I love the fact that you do like it all. But Let's start with your career. I mean, how did sure. you get into the the shooting sports industry? Yeah, so I was in I was in college uh, out in Oregon, and I, that's where I grew up, uh, which is a fantastic state for hunting, by the way. <clears throat> but I, I grew up out there. Uh, was in college, going after an accounting degree. Uh, didn't really know that I didn't want to be an accountant at that time, <laughs> but I learned that later on. Um, and, and so I grew up with a couple buddies that I, I lived with in college. And we went hunting together and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, at night we would watch Outdoor Channel or, you know, some hunting TV shows. And uh, we, we would sit there and talk about how cool it would be to be a part of these companies, making lists of cool companies that we could go look at and see, you know, where they're located, try and find opportunities with them and all that. And uh, I, I found out that Crimson Trace was actually based in my hometown at the time uh, up in Wilsonville, Oregon. And uh, I reached out to him and just said, hey, I'm going into my junior year, I think, of college and interested if you have intern opportunity, anything like that. Uh, and they had just brought in a new CFO at the time. And he said, yeah, we have a lot of projects and things and, you know, perfect timing, kind of lucked out. And so I got in there as an accounting intern and learned really quick that I didn't actually want to be an accountant. <laughs> but but the part that I really loved is I had a lot of uh, in-between projects and stuff. I had opportunities to go help the engineers with testing, uh, help the sales team with things, work on some marketing projects. So I got a, a good feel for the different aspects of the organization. And um, and they had a great culture, great team. And uh, so we had, a, we had a lot of fun. 
started really just falling in love with the company and the, and the industry as a whole and and really figured out that what I what I truly love doing is the product side um, and that's kind of a vague thing but improving the product that you have uh, figuring out innovation and all of that stuff only comes from being an end user right so exactly being a, a passionate uh, shooter hunter whether it's competitive shooter you know I conceal carry every day uh, all this stuff it's it's a part of my life um, so so figuring out a better way to do things you have to use the product and um, and so that's really what's led me to be in the industry and get to where I was so uh, I ended up staying at Crimson Trace for a few years uh, as an accounting intern but I I did a lot of different stuff there. Um, an opportunity came up to go to another Oregon-based company in Leupold. Nice. Uh, which, you know, again, great company culture, fantastic product, great people. Uh, and, and that's a common theme in our industry in general, right? That's true. So, uh, you know, it was it was a lot of fun to go join their sales team, um, figure out more of that side of the business because it was I had a limited exposure to it. Um, but they had a great team and, and I, I learned a lot of the ins and outs, uh, of the sales process, which was important. Um, I'm not a super outgoing sales, you know, sell ice to an Eskimo type of guy. Right. <laughs> but, um, I can get passionate about the product and tell you why it's better. And at the end of it, you're going to believe me and ultimately invest your money in that product. Um, and so I figured that is the best way in our industry to properly sell a product because it, you're not buying a car, right? It's, it's, it's more than that. And, and people have to believe in the product. And so, uh, I guess that's, it's kind of been the, the product side of things been the, uh, driver of my success because it's just something I'm so passionate about. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And that's, that passion shows through and, and I mean, you know, sitting 15 hours, an antelope blind. Yeah. Take somebody that's passionate about a sport yeah. and watching you do that was fun. And even watching you shoot and run through some of the guns the other day. But, I mean, you your steps to get to Taurus to me are really cool because it was, like you said, Crimson Trace. Then it was Leupold. Yep. Then you went to Walther. Is yep. that correct? Yeah. So, so I, you I had packed some up. Cool jobs. I think I was, uh, I was 25 or 26 when I packed up and, you know, moved from Oregon, which I, I – grew up there my whole life and uh you know drove I think it was the first trip out to Arkansas with my U-Haul was 36 hours in the snow and so you know driving across Nebraska and down and all that so um yeah I kind of packed up my life and and went down there um my wife who was you know just my girlfriend at the time came with me so she's crazy uh but you know that that's all you know worked out great for for both of us and, um, yeah, I picked up and moved down to Arkansas and, and had a great opportunity there to, to not only lead a sales team, um, but I worked my way up at Walther to kind of being the head of sales, marketing, and product. And, you know, those are the three things that I love most out of, out of everything that we can do in this industry. Um, so that was really when I, when I really dove deep into the design aspects, working directly with the engineers um, on Handguns specifically, some long guns, but mainly handguns. Like here's what I'd like to see. Yeah, here things where here's where we can improve. Right, on designing that. specs. Um, you know, and there's a lot of back and forth that goes between that. Um, and and of course, most for Walther, most engineering was done in Germany. Um, so going to Germany a lot, 
um, which great food and beer. Right. right? Yeah. Pretty uh, good deal. Awesome hunting. Road deer <laughs> yeah, hunting. Road deer. Um, but ultimately just grinding through some testing. You know, we would do uh, anywhere from 32 to 44,000 round tests in a matter of two or three days. Whew. And and you're going to find out what's wrong with that gun, right? If anything. Um, you're going to find any kind of deficiencies in the design. But way before it ever gets right. released to the public, which right. is when you want to find that out. Right. And, and that and that's natural in any development. You're right. going to run into... Whether it's a vehicle or right. a bicycle. Right. So you're going to you're going to uncover anything that needs to be addressed. And, um, you know, getting into the prototype phase, seeing things kind of come to fruition uh, is super cool to me. And uh, so when you have a vision for, for a product or... Um, you know, even a, just a feature of a product. It could be an existing gun and you want to change some things on it. Uh, seeing that stuff come to fruition and then get it tangible, you feel it in your hands, that's that's super cool to me. Um, and, and so I did that for almost seven years at Walther. And, um, you know, again, another great company, great people, the same yeah. theme, right? Uh, and it's all about just having fun, loving what you do, and uh, and ultimately just pushing and and that's that's what's led me to to Taurus and and that's what we're doing now right um and I don't know if you want to get into the company and all that stuff yet or if you want to dive dive into anything else I do I wanted to I wanted people to get a glimpse of who you are sure because to me that's really fun it is about people and you know I think Brett brought up some great points which is in the industry it's about the people and you know you just ran through um not only some cool companies, but some companies that are even competitors and, mm-hmm. and companies that compete yeah. against each other. But the theme is the same. There are some great people in the industry. And, you know, meeting you, you know, met you at the SHOT Show and, and thought it was really cool. And what was neat is some of the people that we're both friends with at Leupold, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, I just met Brett. You know, President Torres seems like a really good guy. Yeah. And the folks at Leupold were like, oh, he's awesome. He's a great great guy and you're gonna really like him and i said man i'm excited i'm gonna try and get him out on a hunt yeah and that's where you really get to know each other and 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 don't take this the wrong way but i don't not a, not that there's a stereotype for an accountant but there is kind of sure and there is. you know you're a big dude and i realized <laughs> how strong he was because we were we were getting into an antelope blind the other day and you probably didn't even realize it but i had put his yeti in the back of the truck and i used two hands you know and put it in there because it was loaded up with bottles and oh, yeah. sandwiches and everything else and when he was getting to the blind he reached over and he just grabbed it with one hand and he lifted <laughs> out and i was like hmm yeah big dude how big are you you're you're uh, what do you i'm like 205 pounds yeah so i'm i'm 6'2 225 230 yeah you're a big dude uh, but you're you don't look you look more like a linebacker than yeah. uh you know I than an that's, accountant. What I, that's what i played in, oh, in, so- <laughs> yeah in high school i played linebacker outside linebacker and okay then, you know i wrestled it in high school in a little tiny sliver in college that makes sense that makes sense i'm, all, I'm putting it all together but you know the, the theme like you said with the industry is is really good people and i love that you're over at Taurus because I'd worked with Taurus before yep. and I'm betting that your accounting background made some sense because you can look at things not only as the president of the company that's super involved because I know you're super yeah, involved yeah. in in design and things like that but let's talk a little bit about some of the changes at Taurus because sure. um, not to pick a scab but Taurus had a had a reputation a little yeah. bit you know and I mean I'm even going to say 20 years ago but you know what I mean back you know back a while ago they had some issues. Um, they were super affordable handguns, mm-hmm. which was awesome. But they they had some issues. I mean, guys would say, "Man, you know, this or or this." You've you've made a bunch of changes in not only the product, but also in something that that I've heard people talk about. 
um, in a complimentary way, customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have some people go, when I was shooting the tracker, like I've had a Taurus long before I ever worked with you guys. Yeah. Started with a twenty two Hornet, yeah. uh, which was an, what you said, yeah. oh yeah, it was an awesome handgun. And I really enjoyed shooting it. One, because it was affordable, but two, because yeah. it was accurate. I really liked that gun. But you have have really, I'm going to say taking a personal You've taken it very personal, and I, have. I and I think it's because you're an outdoors guy yeah. and you're an end user. But I want you to talk a little bit about the things, and I know it's a team because I've talked to you enough to know you haven't really taken credit for much sure. stuff yourself. We yeah, were talking yeah. the other night at the dinner table, and you're like, "Man, the team and this." But talk a little bit about some of the things that you've done at Taurus because I want people to just become more aware of of the brand, and then talk about some of the cool things we've done with them, sure. and even where you guys are heading. So start off with. With Taurus, some of the things that you've that have been important to you over there. Well, I'll, and even the issues. Yeah, yeah. I'll start with you know addressing what you said. You know, five, four or five years ago, certainly we had some issues uh, in quality control. Um, <clears throat> we've always been the price leader in the market, uh, so we've played this price point game because we have this advantage. We can produce things cheaper, uh, and that that really does stem back to our manufacturing processes. Maybe a little bit of labor rate in where our factories are in Brazil is a little bit cheaper than than in the U.S., uh, but it's it's an efficiency in um, in manufacturing processes that drives our costs down, uh, and it's a volume thing. We we were one of the largest, or we might be the largest. I'd have to double check in total volume produced, uh, either on a day or annually. We we put out more guns than anyone in the world. That's um, awesome. I I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So, so that being said, you know, our factory is set up to maintain a constant level of high output. Um, and, and if the volume dips down, that's where our costs end up going up. So right. we have to, we have to uh, focus on, on the volume side of things. But you wouldn't even have that volume. I hate to interrupt, but you wouldn't yeah. even have that volume if people weren't buying the heck out of your guns. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, and, and we have a wide assortment, so it's not like one or two guns. Is it, it, we, we make revolvers in all calibers, size, options. We make uh, concealed carry handguns. We make hunting. Uh, hunting, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're kind of this wide array of product, um, which is great because there's – obviously there's different niches and different segments in our inside of our market um, that's important to people. So we address a lot of that. Um, but, you know, being a, being a low cost producer, there's always a little bit of a stigma with that anyways, but four or five years ago, we also had some issues that amplified that. Um, and so, so the company made a decision They made some personnel changes down in Brazil, the leadership. Um, and, and they made some, they made the decision to invest in the company invest in quality control, uh, invest in new engineering, uh, meaning people. They brought in a lot of very talented engineers to start fresh on the product side. Um, and, and that's really where it starts, right? So you can have sound quality control practices, but if the design is not good, then you're never going to be able to build a good, a good gun, right? Starts with the engineering, right. basically is what you're saying. Right. So, yeah. so they invested in all that stuff, and it started four or five years ago. We're just now starting to see our whole product line being affected by that because they can't just change things overnight. Right. Mm-hmm. No one can. Um, so, so when I came through this process of interviewing for this role, that was one of the things I was focused on because, you know, I come from three companies that had great reputations for quality, customer service, innovation. So uh, that's, that's what I've known my whole career, you know, and, and that's, that's what I would want to step into if I were to take on this role that I did. Um, and so, I went to Brazil and I saw what was happening. 
I, I started to understand what's going into the product, and I was impressed. I said, this is this is not what people think it is. This is much better quality than it was, you know, four or five years ago. And um, and so I had a lot of, of confidence in that. What what we have to address on the U.S. side is, number one, getting that that message out there. And, and ultimately, customer perception is what it is. It, you can't change it overnight. So we're, we're always going to be grinding, working on that. Um, but look at any of our products that are coming out in the last couple of years. TX-22. The TX-22 is amazing. I met the engineer, by the way, that oh, yeah. that, which was really cool. If you haven't checked out the TX-22, that's an amazing. Yep. And that's that one was designed and fully made here in the U.S. So that's if, if Taurus had a new face, right, which that's kind of what we're trying to accomplish, that's that's what Taurus stands for today. And then um, you look at the G3, G3C series. G3, those G3C are, is amazing. That's what I carry all the time. You, you cannot beat that, that gun for the money or otherwise. Yeah, it's, and it's getting compared now. I've seen some comparisons yeah. with, you know, some, some other handguns that yeah. I'm like, wow, that says a lot about the quality right there. And it's holding its own. You know, we... We, we have taken a different approach in who we have market our product also. Um, so we're not paying people to really, you know, the YouTube reviews and those type of things. We're not necessarily paying people. We, we provide guns if they want to use them, but we don't form their opinion for them. Um, and that's that's something that's probably changed as well. And everything you're seeing come out on the G3, G3C, that's genuine. I mean, people, people have been surprised and impressed with the gun. And so all those things is kind of what TOR stands for today, right? That's that's what we're striving to be, and then even better. Um, you know, the future future of the company is going to be striving for greatness always, and we're um, we're going to be innovative. We're gonna we're gonna maintain a price point because we can. Yeah, that's um, what's nice. You can see that's, but, and I think that's that's a huge point because quality a lot of times will cost. Yeah, a lot. Yep. And, and it usually does. But like you said, and I do, I wasn't even aware of that. If you guys are selling more handguns than anybody else, yep. you're able to make a quality product for less money. And then the the other side of it, which you, you touched on, is the customer service side. And this is where, when I came in, I, I had some surprises, right? So we start diving into things, and I, I, I think anytime you're in my position, you'll get contacted by consumers one way or another, whether that's a letter or... Sometimes your phone just rings and you pick it up and it's, you know, hey, surprise, there's a a not-so-happy consumer on the line. And so, uh, you know, I started getting these things and I started noticing, all right, I think we have an issue here. And we had just completed the move to Bainbridge from Miami. So our factory's in Bainbridge. We didn't mention that. Yeah, new, new, impressive facility. Yeah, it is. I I can't wait to get out there. I've seen pictures and video of it, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. We're, We're very happy with it. Um, but, you know, you move the entire company up to Bainbridge. Um, some of the employees come, some of them are new, and I'm not giving excuses, but the timing of all this is is pretty uh, pretty unfortunate. And so we learned we just had some things fall through the cracks. We had a big backlog of, of guns to work through, and, um, and ultimately our systems were not sound enough to catch everything. And so, um, and what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes people's calls weren't actually getting to our customer service agents. They're sitting on hold, but it's not coming through to, so, you know, people are sitting on hold for 30, 40 minutes, which is terrible. Right. Um, but that call never reached a person in our building. And so we didn't know that those people were waiting. Um, there's just a lot of things that we had to uncover that were in part due to the move and in part just problems that, you know, we, we had, uh, to address. 
And so putting a focus on that, we want that turnaround time to be right now. I want it to be under two weeks. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I have heard, you know what I mean? Some of the complaints on the customer service part of it, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Hey, it may be a simple question. So I'm tickled to hear you guys are addressing that, but explain to me what you mean by that. So in my mind, turnaround time is if, if a customer has an issue with a gun and you know, it could be parts wearing out, whatever it is, um, we will send them the shipping label to get the gun in. By the time they they drop that gun off to ship to us, that's when the clock starts. Our turnaround time is till it gets back in their hands. So that turnaround time, it needs to be less than two weeks. Uh, and then once we're there, it needs to be less than one week. Because ultimately the return rate compared to how many guns we sell is actually quite low. And, so, and we have the staff to handle it. It's just a matter of we have to get caught up which is just going to take some time to work through our backlog and then fix our systems, which we have. Right. Um, How many many gunsmiths do you guys, you guys must have. Right now we have seven. God, we were talking about, it's crazy right now. It's a little bit of a scary world. Uh, There's a lot of craziness going on and a lot of people are realizing what the second amendment is about. And it's not about hunting. You know what I mean? It's about, it's it's about your, your right uh, to protect yourself and your family. You know what I right. mean? And your property as well. Right. So more people are buying handguns, I think, now than ever have. You know, guys at Hornady are just, they're like, holy chowder. You know, yep. we, we're just selling ammunition as fast as we can make it. And almost every uh, firearms company I know is cranking out. So you guys are cranking out. But you said something in the truck the other day that I, that I was like, well, that's really cool. Because I, I think, I can't remember if it was me or Mark had commented with as many people are buying firearms right now, and a lot of them are first-time firearm owners. Yeah. And on one side of that, I'm going, awesome. That's great. We're getting more people that own firearms. You know yep. what I mean? I like an armed society. I think that's yeah. great. So I think that's super important. But on the other hand, we all had talked about, man, the good news is a lot of people have firearms. That's more people joining the NRA. That's more people supporting, you know what I mean, uh, legislation to protect our firearms. On the other hand... That's a lot of people that have never had a firearm before right, right. and safety's an issue. And you kind of started talking in the truck about all the things you guys are doing as a company sure. to help not only educate, uh, but, but safety discussions. So talk a little bit about that. Cause there may be somebody out there and, and whether it's a, whether it's a Taurus or a Rossi or heritage or not, right. I'd like people to know where to go to learn about how to properly, not only carry, but how to handle a farm, clean a farm, things like that. Yeah. So talk about what we were talking about in the truck. Sure. So I'll start by just saying, you know, as, you know, big time supporters of the Second Amendment and as part of our company's culture, we, that's what we believe. We do want everyone to have access to self-defense tools that are reliable, good quality. And that's why we take the price position that we do. We don't want to provide our guns with a price barrier. So, you know, certain people can't afford them or whatever, you know, not even uh, affordability. Some people just don't want to spend that much. Right. They might have the money and, you know, a lot of people are extremely fiscally responsible and they just can't part with their money. So we want to give them a good, reliable, <laughs> reliable uh, self-defense tool at a reasonable price. So there's no barriers. Um, but with that and the volume that we sell, what we are seeing is there are a lot of new handgun owners that are coming into the market. Um, a lot of these people have never been exposed to guns and it's important that they use them properly. Of course, it's, it's a, it's a safety concern on our part. Um, it's also just a matter of being a responsible gun owner, and that's something that we believe in and we preach. And so 
what we've what we've come to realize is a lot of times people are not willing to put in the effort to read the owner's manual, um, and the owner's manual outlines how to properly maintain your gun, how to make sure that you're using it safely, a lot of that stuff. But you can only do so much in a little printed pamphlet, and if people don't read it, it might as well not be in the box, right? right. And so we're we're trying to find ways to engage those consumers and still get that knowledge to them because these people have never handled a gun before. We welcome into our welcome them into our community. We, we're glad that they're joining us, but we want them to be responsible with their new gun that they bought. And so um, what we're doing, we, we're starting to film a series of videos, and we've done a, a few already, outlining the the contents of the owner's manual and expanding it um, and. What we're hoping is that just by having something digital, a video that you can go on YouTube and, and access or on our website and access, we will be able to, to get that content to those individuals in a manner that they can really absorb it and learn it and, and refer back to it easily. So getting them that information is paramount to us. We want, we want our consumers to use their new guns safely. Um, and, and enjoy them. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And so um, and you know how it is. If you are a new gun owner, which you probably haven't been a new gun owner for a very long time, right? Um, but if you're a new gun owner and you're, you're really not super confident, it, it's a, it's an intimidating thing. It's a you know it's a gun is a serious thing to to handle. So um, giving them the confidence to use that gun properly and you know really embrace what they're doing with it is important. Um, so that's kind of what we're what we're doing in a nutshell. Um, we want to drive the, the education aspect of things a lot better than we have in the past and really better than our industry has in the past. There's a lot of new gun owners out yeah. there. And like you said, we both we both love that. But at the t- same time, it's super important for them to get educated right. and learn how to use those properly. So I just wanted to reiterate that because that's that's really bottom line. Guns are fun. I mean, I, you know, a lot of people say it's not a toy. Man, I, I tell you, I, I'd be close to arguing with that. Because, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> because right. because a gun, there's so many different facets, you know, to it. And it would be like some people use their motor vehicle. To me, um, they use it just to go back and forth to work. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. And in that aspect, I would say, a lot of times, a firearm is a tool as well. Right. It's you know, if you're military, if you're law enforcement, if you're using it for self defense, and right. the only reason you would use it is in a self defense situation. That's correct. There's also guys like me and you that have motor vehicles that are awesome. Yeah. We have trucks. We have Jeeps. We have ATVs. And those are fun motor vehicles. You're using right. them to get up in the mountains, go places most people can't go. And like us playing at the range the other day, yeah. you know, how far can we, you know, how fast can we run the lever gun? Or yep. let's, shoot the, let's shoot the pistol offhand at 100 yards at the steel plate. And yeah. let's do this. Let's do that. So they're also fun. But like you said, to have fun, you know, safety is a huge part of it. Um, how do you guys... Because you guys have the innovation you talked about, the TX twenty two. I I I keep hitting on that because it yeah. is that is a prime example of a fun, enjoyable firearm for small game for plinking, which a twenty two is great for plinking, anyways. Um, and I still say a lot of these people that are buying firearms for self protection or for their bug out bag, if things really go south sure. and they've got to all run to the to the woods. I'm not quite that big of a prepper, but I'm getting close. Yeah, you know, to where I'm like, okay, I know kind of what I need. I'm still going to say 22, man, that's, that's, that's one of my top of the list. And some yeah. people argue that and go, oh, you need this or you need that. Man, a 22, you can carry a ton of rounds. Yes. You can shoot anything. You can defend yourself. It, you know, that's just, I'm a fan of the, of the 22s. But that TX-22, awesome. The GC, you know, series that you guys have come up with. 
how do you guys come up with though? I guess I'm just curious the process sure. and other people maybe go, I wonder how they do that too. Is it a, like a round? T- how do you guys come up with, Hey, I think we see a need for this. Let's do it. Like, and I'm, I'm talking fast cause I'm getting excited yeah, yeah. now cause I'm sure. kind of, I'm morphing into some of the stuff that I really enjoy, which is like the hunting, the hunting handguns. So like the Taurus tracker, yep, 357, I've had a blast with it. I've shot all kinds of different, not only small, but big game animals with it. Uh, the 44, you know, the Raging Bull. Yeah, awesome. Raging Bull, Raging Hunter now. Oh, yeah, the new Raging Hunter. I mean, I've shot bears. I've shot whitetails. I've shot antelope. You know what I mean? I've harvested not only big game, but small game with them. But how do you guys go, hey, I think like when you guys ported that, great idea. Yes. Like, you know, the, you know, trying to control, you know, the recoil yeah. on, on a hunting revolver, but it's made it toward Trent, uh, my son, who's, you know, hopefully he'll grow into our size or close. You know, he's he's 15 years old. He's small, and and that that's helped tame the recoil to oh, where yeah. he can shoot it comfortably. And he loves shooting it. Oh. You know, it wasn't it wasn't too much for him. He was like, "This is awesome." Oh yeah, know? he's ripping the 44 downrange. Yep. You know, just with us and, and and having an absolute blast. Who's the guy that comes up with that? Like, man, this is. I think we need this. Yeah. Well, once again, we have a team, right? Um, <laughs> I, I I would like to say that I'm you know, going to have my fingerprints on, on things, uh, going forward. Cause I'm, that's like I've said, my passion. And, and I, I really love to dive into, you know, developing spec sheets and, you know, tweaking with things. Um, but ultimately we have, we have a team of very talented engineers, um, and product managers and industrial designers and people who will put these ideas together and throughout, you know, a few months or even up to a year, you start to see it morph into a tangible prototype thing and you know you go and do some testing with it and figure out you know things that can be addressed and um but ultimately there's there's several people that have a lot of experience in our industry um our our head of r&d uh head of engineering in the u.s is his name's olivier uh, and i'm gonna butcher his last name uh it's columbia is his last name um, and he, he kind of manages our team here, but also pushes the team in Brazil, uh, to do certain things for us. And, um, and ultimately throughout all that teamwork, they'll put new specs together. They'll put new ideas together and, um, and work towards bringing it to market. So that's gotta be fun. Oh, it's a blast. I mean, that's, and, and we are also talking, I, I keep referring back to the truck conversation. Cause that to me, dinner table, truck conversations, where you learn about somebody. That's what I love about hunting. And, and we've spent a lot of time together in the trucks this week. So. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but that camaraderie and the, and the, and the talking about the industry and things that happen. But a couple of things I, I want to point out from this discussion. I think it's really important for people to, to, to realize you're very type A, yeah. um, you know, which is, which is very apparent. But there's a lot of people that talk about, how do I get in the industry? How do I do this? How do I do that? You know, you had mentioned, again, just off the cuff, but your roommates and you all are in the hunting industry. Yeah. The yeah, shooting so, sports industry. But you didn't, it didn't come, that didn't come to you, and I'm sure it didn't come oh, to no. your roommates. If you're looking for, like, the coolest job in the industry, you want to get into the shooting sports, you know, it's really as simple as going out there and pushing it. Because I have even hunters that roll through sometimes, like, man, you're so lucky you work in the shooting industry. And I'm like, man, I busted my tail. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw what I was passionate about and I wanted to go and, and do something in that industry. Right. So, you know, guiding isn't easy, but I love it. I'm passionate yeah. about it. I'm outdoors doing what I love to do. Um, working with some of the companies I work with. Awesome. I get to see new products from you guys, stuff before anybody else. One of the really cool things about my job. So I guess what I'm saying is there's always people out there that'll come and go, man, you're so fortunate or man, it'd be so neat to get a job in the industry. You could do that. 
You oh, have to apply yourself. I mean, you got online, you started looking, you know, different companies where they were located, sent out query, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, letters or emails. So talk a little bit about that. I, I would say, you know, I am the, the perfect example of that. Um, although I've been very fortunate and had some great opportunities and, and some good luck and things like that that have, that have ultimately led me to keep escalating my career. Hard work. Hard um, work makes good luck. I truly believe that. Yeah, that's part of it um, for sure. But, you know, like I said, me and my roommates, we would sit there and, and look up companies. And, you know, my my first job at Crimson Trace, they didn't have a, a job posting. You know, I didn't go on there and just apply. I wrote an email into the HR person. And she happened to respond. You might How not cool get, is that, though? Right, it is. Uh, you might not get that response from every company, but, you know, it takes some proactive, you know, searching. And, and ultimately, that's, you know, I had, I had a little bit of an idea of what I wanted to do. I was wrong, but I, at that time, <laughs> I wanted to be an accountant. That's what I was going to school for. Um, and, and ultimately, I got that great experience there. Um, and, and like you mentioned, the the two of my other roommates that we used to do this all the time, they both work at Leupold and, and we all worked there at the same time at one point. Um, and, and then I get to see them out on the road when we're at shot show or the NRA uh, annual meetings and various shows. So it's, it's so cool. It's like we have this work family within, within the industry, but that all started, um, you know, and I didn't get those guys, their jobs at Leupold. That, um, one of them is actually there before me, but it's just having an idea of what you want to do. Um, and, and having that drive to go find an opportunity. Um, and there's so much opportunity in the yeah. shooting sports industry, I guess. And I talk about that because I know there's there's a lot of young people that listen to the podcast as well. Yeah. And and I've had emails and, you know what I mean, stuff on my social media where guys go, man, how do I get a job in the industry? I'm like, go out there and look for it. Talk mm-hmm. to these companies. Meet people. Send emails. And I think your trajectory is a prime example. Went to school to be an accountant. You know, jumped jumped on there, started with Crimson, then yep. Walter Leupold, you know what I mean, the, the different companies that you've worked with, sure. and then ending up as president of Taurus, doing what you're passionate about, because that's pretty dang cool. Yeah. So, I want to, I've got some guys in the field still, but I want to hit on a couple more things but before we close off, because I could talk to you for a sure. long time, because yeah. you're, you're passionate about the same things I'm passionate about. Um, besides Taurus. And you guys have a wide range, like the 1911. Trent shoots a 1911 when he's shooting steel plates and things like that. But besides Taurus, you guys also have Rossi and, and Heritage. But Heritage to me is more of the fun, plinking, handguns, you know, super inexpensive, you know what I mean? But but they're a great time, you know what yeah. I mean? You want to play around with some cool, you know, pistols, you know what I mean? That heritage, and even some rifles. I think you guys have yep. under that line as well. There's a lot of, of fun, exciting things in, within that product line, and we saw we saw a lot of them. Man, they're very popular. Um, they're not expensive. It's a very simple design, um, but they work great. Yeah, you know? that's a and, it's a good way to get into a fun. You yeah. know what I mean? Again, whether it's hunting or planking, you know what I mean? Firearm, and I've got a couple and and have before I ever worked with you guys. You know sure. what I mean? Heritage is just a cool. It's a, it's a cool gun, yep. cool gun to play with. I am, however a huge fan and and shoot even more of the Rossies yes. because I like lever guns. Jeb, um, the oldest that's out working on hay right now, uh, he's bailing hay on the field while we're guiding antelope hunters. I've shot bears and, you know, all kinds of animals, lions. Jeb shot a beautiful mountain lion with his Rossi. Um, I carry one as a saddle gun a lot when I'm on a horse. And if I'm guiding guys up in the hills, you know, it's just nice to have that 4570 yeah. with me. And it's it's a big gun. It can stop if I'm having an issue. 
Um, but it also rides great in the you know in the scabbard on the horse. Rossi's a big line for you guys. You it guys is. are you guys are crushing on the lever side of things. You know, we were playing with that forty four. Yeah, the triple uh, black. Oh man, that's a that's a neat gun. It is. It's fantastic. They're good quality rifles. You can go they're out accurate. They're accurate. Um, you know, they don't break down. Things are they're they're sturdy, robust rifles. And in a lever gun, you know, you want to think come out to this area in Colorado, uh, you know, that's a cool you know, cowboy type of gun to go out and hunt with. And I know, you know, I lo- know a lot of people that have been out antelope hunting and they're like, I got to shoot one with a lever gun, you know? Um, but you go to the, I guess, west of here up into these mountains and there's maybe some thicker brush and things like that. Having a short, you know, oh, carbine, yeah. it's fantastic. <laughs> that's what, that's what that gun's made for. Right. So, and, and when you're in bear country or whatever, and you want open sites to, be able to you know get a quick target acquisition those type of things they're they're great guns for that so i think there's a lot of opportunity uh we've we've come out with some exciting new models triple black being one of them um but i think there's also opportunity for us to continue to grow that and um i think you'll see some very exciting things out of that y'all want to talk about what's your favorite thing about being president of taurus which includes rossi and heritage man that's put you on the spot there's so many good good parts of it for sure um I'm I'm kind of like you where I, I like to be on the go and be doing things and and being that I'm not solely responsible for the sales team or solely you know I'm I'm responsible over everything so I, I split my time up and I spend a lot of time with the production team I spend a lot of time in quality control and repair and, and you know right now I'm focusing on repairing customer service a little bit more um, but you know I also will go out on the road with the sales team I come and do marketing events with the marketing team. So I'm kind of split all over the place, which is great for me because number one, I, I have to have that action. It's something that I, that I um, enjoy and I, I can't just sit still uh, sitting in a blind for 15 hours is very difficult for me. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know um, but that type of thing for me is very rewarding because I, not only am I putting the work into work with everybody cause I can't, I can't not do that. Um, but I'm always, I always have new challenges. I always have things that will push me and, and that will in turn help me push other people within our organization. So, uh, working with everybody within the company and, and just being focused on the overall part of the company is, is probably the best. I mean, the product stuff and, you know, coming up with new ideas, all that's super cool and rewarding coming out here and, and seeing you and getting to do some antelope hunting, those type of things. That's super rewarding. Um, but seeing the success of the company and, and kind of helping everybody around the around the organization do their job better and, and strive for greatness is is really cool to me. That's been something for me that's um, that's really rewarding and, and cool to see. So part of your that's your favorites. Yeah. All right, nice. Now what? Now be honest. I know this is a toughie, yeah. but what's your what, what do you like least? Everybody's got it. Yeah. So I want to have it. What, you know, is it, you know, you know, is it the meetings? Is it the, you know, what, you know, the challenges? What's, what's the, what's the toughest part of your job? What um, do you like the least? So uh, this year is unique with COVID and everything going on. Yep. Those are, those are certainly challenges I wasn't anticipating when I took the job and nobody would, you know, right. Right. But, um, but, you know, we've been able to manage that really well and, and get through it. Um, probably the toughest part for me is you have to make difficult decisions from time to time. Um, sometimes there's issues with employees or, or things that need to be addressed. And 
you know, I, I, I hate dealing with personnel issues, those type of things. Um, and not in the sense that, you know, if someone's having trouble and they come to me, you know, we work with our employees the best we can and support them because ultimately we're all one team. You see these people and you work with them every single day and, and you, you get close. And so making those tough decisions, it's something that has to be done as part of the job. But to me, that's, that's it's probably nice. the thing that eats away at me the most. You know what I mean? I appreciate you being honest about that. Yeah. Oh, I do. That's a, and I throw that, I've thrown that at other guys because yeah. I think it's interesting. Every job, and you know, people sometimes go, oh, that's the best. I bet it's sunshine and rainbows every yeah. day. And I'm like, man, I love my job. Don't get me wrong, but there are sometimes when I'm running on no sleep and things happen. Yeah. So I appreciate your honesty there. For people that are watching right now, where do they go? If they've heard you talking, you know, Brett, and they go, you know what, I want to check out Taurus as a company. And they may be in Georgia or they yep. may want to, they may be willing to move to Georgia. You guys have a lot of opportunities. Uh, I think, you know, you guys have a great team. And I think you're in the process of making that even a better team yeah. um, because I've, I've gotten to know you enough and I know enough people that know you uh, that speak very highly of sure. you, which is really cool. That. How do they go about it? So the first thing is you can go on TaurusUSA.com. Um, there's a, a section of the website. If you drop in the menu, it says company, you can hit contact us and there's a direct line to the factory. Um, you can talk to the human resources department um, about different you know, job opportunities and depending on what skill sets people have and things like that. We're, we're always hiring. We're, we're growing rapidly on the production side. Um, we, we need passionate people that love what we do to come on board. And so you know, if there's opportunity, even if we're not thinking of hiring someone, if somebody reached out to me and said, hey, this is what I love to do and I'm passionate about this and um, and I have experience or whatever, we might not even be thinking we need that person, but there might be opportunity for them. So I would say get in contact with us, um, you know, through through the website. You can find the contact info, um, like I said, and, yeah, just, just drop us a line and see what opportunities there could be. Um, you know, that's what I did. And, and ultimately, you know, it might not work for everybody, but there's that, I think the only way to get, get into the industry, if that's something you're craving is to reach out and, and be proactive about it. That's awesome. So there you go. Taurus is, is always hiring at some point, different positions, whether it's management or it's production, you know what I mean? On the factory yep. and things like that. So check it out. Uh, thank you so much, Brett, yeah. for taking the time to sit Appreciate down with me. It. Congrats again on your antelope. Thank you. Great shot. Thank I was you. impressed. Um, and I like the fact that you're, uh, all around outdoorsmen. So, and I wish you luck over there at Taurus. And thank you. Thanks for making some great, Appreciate great it. farms. Thank you. It's been fun. All right, man.